Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, uh, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Still, still standing after all of the assaults that have taken place in the streets of America by, you may think that it's a massive crowd, but it can swell if not checked uh, to something that's uncontrollable, actually. Uh, but it's a small group of people who are actually causing such disruption because it's easy to tear stuff down. But America's still standing because of people like you. It will stand if you, if, if, if you decide to wake up. And I, I know it's hard for us to wake up, but we're going to talk about a lot of that uh, coming up here shortly over the weekend. Um, Hey, I mean, well, just a few days ago, not over the weekend, but I mean, just a few days ago, a um, mob, violent mob, and you can go on at Rev C.L. Bryant, at Rev C.L. Bryant, and check out the tweet that I sent out involving uh, the president of Freedom Works, Adam Brandon, and one of uh, our colleagues, um, Phil Bell. Coming from the president's speech at the White House, what happened? What happened? I'll tell you what happened. They were accosted, spat upon, and had to have themselves redirected to get to safety in the streets of America. This is ridiculous. This has to stop. And you had better step up and demand it be stopped by whom? The people that we have hired to stop this type of thing. Who are they? The police. That's who we have hired to do this. Now, you cannot tell me, and we got a lot to talk about here today, coming up on uh, the uh, at the top of the hour, David Rideau is going to be on with me, uh, economic uh, mind-bending guru, on with me. My question to David is, and and this may sound jaded, this may sound, uh, this may be one of the reasons why they want to get rid of capitalism and all of that, but one of my questions to David is going to be a purely capitalist statement. Is this a chance for investment opportunities? <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, okay, okay. When liberals talk about don't let a crisis go to waste, 
they talk about that to your detriment. When capitalists, when conservatives talk about a opportunity that is found in a crisis, it is setting up an opportunity. What we want to do, what they want to do is set up an opportunity so that when the crisis is over, not only they can make money by creating jobs and opportunity for other people who are going to need those jobs and opportunities. And you have to take advantage of uh, buy-ins and you have to take advantage of opportunities when things are looking bad financially. You have to take the risk as a capitalist, as a venture, a person who's putting has enough, who's puts up some venture to take advantage of a bad situation with the hope in the capitalist system that it will get better. And that people will actually go back to work. Yes, you're going to make money if that happens. But you'll lose your investment if it doesn't. That's the risk. Great risk should have a payoff of great reward. That is the way the system has worked. That's the way the capitalist system has worked. And that's what has created wealth and millionaires in this country. People who are willing to take risk with their money. Knowing that if they lose it, they're broke. Or at least um, they're not as wealthy as they were. (laughs) At least don't have as much money as they had. But they were willing to take the risk. The the risk paid off. Now it's time to put other people back to work. Reap the reward. That's capitalism. And they want to do away with that. Are you kidding me? And replace it with what? I'll tell you what they want to replace it with. They want to replace it with equal outcome for everybody. You know what that looks like? Let me tell you what that looks like. And David Rudeau and I are going to talk about this after the top of the hour, the next hour. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be sure to download free the C.L. Bryant Show. But do you know what uh, equal housing looks like for everybody? And do you know what equal economic Uh, opportunity looks like for everybody let me tell you let me tell you since you don't know what equal housing looks like for everybody i tell you what you do drive over to the largest the largest low-income housing complex that you have in your city drive over there right now you will see what equal housing opportunities look like. Everybody's got a house. Everybody's paying what? Uh, what? That $25 a month for it. Government picks up you, you taxpayers pick up the, the rest of the tab. Okay. But everybody has a roof over their head and everybody has cable TV because that's what you know people that's what the priority is oh CL you have cable don't you of course I do 
but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't afford. If, if cable ever became something that uh, would hinder me eating or uh, me living in, in, in the, the the lifestyle that uh, the capitalist system affords for people in America, or driving the kind of vehicle that you want to drive, if it hindered the the cable hindered me from doing any of that, the, the cable is low priority. Because quite frankly, television's free, isn't it? I don't, I don't know, is it? I don't. Can you? Yeah, it's free, and then you can just put a antenna on your television and and get. Uh, in fact, uh, with internet capability, you don't even need cable anymore, do you? I don't think so. In fact, we, I need to look into that. Jane had talked to me about doing that um, when we had <clears throat> before we left and went to Denver. Now I'm back. <laughs> and I'm still still thinking about it, honey. I'm still thinking about it. I think I might check into it today. How do I go absolutely wireless? Yeah, I think that would probably save money. Now, that's a capitalist thing to do. Save money and redirect it. That is the capitalist thing to do. Save the money, redirect it. Yeah. And hope that it brings attracts friends. And so one of the questions that I'm going to have for David Rideau uh, later today is one that I know that the socialist Democrats would find uh, on the surface, they would find it repulsive. But of course, Ocasio-Cortez and the Omars of the world and the, uh, you know, Leon, Leon, Leon Presley's, Leon Presley's of the world, they are snapping up all types of properties around. Uh, and, and they didn't have any money prior to becoming United States Congresswomen. They didn't have any money. Of course, Ocasio-Cortez was a uh, uh, bartender. New York rent on a bartender's salary, kind of tough. If you want to live anywhere decent. <laughs> yeah. If you live up over a cafe or something, you know. and Yeah, I don't know. Keep a knife under your pillow because guns are outlawed. But of course, you talk to your good buddy Speedy on the street, you can get a pistol. Somehow, the progressive liberals somehow think that <laughs> that's not possible. But you can get a pistol, even in a tough on guns place like New York or Chicago. You can get a gun. Easier sometimes than getting a good hot pastrami sandwich anymore and oh new york new york was the capital of great hot pastrami sandwiches oh i loved mine on the great jewish rye bread I would love the, oh, what I, I am just absolutely <laughs> going off on that. Folks, this is what capitalism has produced. Competition. And competition produces good everything. 
good food, good cars, good preachers. Oh yeah, Paul was a Paul. Paul even talked about a competitive thing that happened between him and a preacher by the name of Apollos. And uh, uh, the people were actually creating it because they could not decide who they liked to hear preach more, Apollos or Paul. And so to put it all in perspective, Paul said that there are some who plant and there's some who come and water. And, 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 and friends, there was a time in America where the capitalist idea was being watered by the thoughts and idea, the capitalist planting, the seeds of capitalism was being planted and watered by patriots and those who at least had a uh, an, an inkling of patriotism left in their American souls because they were the children of the greatest generation. And even though they may have been left-leaning, some of them, they still had that inkling of inkling of patriotism because they were the children of the greatest generation. But now, uh, what we fail to do, the children of that great generation, my father fought World War uh, II, great-grandfather, World War One, great-great-grandfather, Spanish-American War. They were proud to be American. No one, they may not have been proud of what American, America was doing to them, but they were proud to be Americans. And they looked toward the day that I could say that they paid the price for me to be who I am. They look forward to that day that I could say that I was so glad that they were willing to pay the price for me to be who I am right now. They pay that price and they were willing to pay it. They were willing, <clears throat> pardon me, to suffer indignities so that I could stand boldly. But they did not do it so that I could stand here today and claim that I am suffering the same indignities that they did. They would be horrified to look at the life that I live today and compare it to some type of Jim Crowism. It would be stealing their valor. Because the life that I live today does not in any way resemble the life that they were living while they were paying the price for me to have this life.
And so the great disservice, and they, and listen, we're heading toward uh, talking about capitalism and American opportunity in this country that it must rebound if we are to survive as a nation. We must get back to work and we must start making money again if we're going to survive as Americans or we will become just as common on the scrap heap of history as others who have traveled this road and failed in creating a republic and making it last. Ours has lasted now for 244 years. Um, how long can a nation so conceived uh, and dedicated to a proposition as ours that all men are created equal? How long can a nation like that endure? How long can we endure? Well, if, in fact, we continue down the road that the progressive Democrat socialist are trying to direct us, if we continue down that path that they're taking us, we won't last much longer. It will be over shortly. It will be over shortly. As uh, the pilot says, uh, to the stewardess, you uh, prepare for landing. We'll be landing shortly. When you want to get there quickly, 20 minutes may seem, so 20 minutes to landing. Uh, when he comes on and says it was 15, 20 minutes before we land, uh, you know, if it's a cross-country flight, that's still, that still seems like a long time. But we'll be landing shortly. If, in fact... We go down the road that Joe Biden wants to go down. And, and, and now we have to deal with this. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, how is it possible that the people of Kenosha, the people of Wisconsin, and, and I believe it, and Trump won that county. In this last time, first time, I think it was 60 years, over 60 years, that uh, that had gone Republican. How is it possible that a Democrat governor is going to stand and say that uh, Trump coming there would only exacer exa uh, exacerbate the, the, uh, the situation? No, the people want him there. That's the only reason the governor is coming on and the, and the mayor are coming on and saying, don't come because they would see they're afraid that they will see the public outpouring of support for this president coming to Wisconsin. They're afraid of that. Oh, that would be back. That would backfire big time in their face. I'm going to talk a little bit about it when I return on the other side of the break. Don't you go anywhere. I'm CL. Be right back.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad, pardon me, that you come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation daily right here on the Talk Monster, Red State, Red State Talk Radio, uh, the largest talk platform in uh, the nation throughout the Fruited Plains and around the globe. Glad that you could come along with us us um walking through times square be sure to look up above iconic ripley's believe it or not and um every hour the cl Bryan show does cycle through on the red state the talk monster billboard and uh, old cl's face looking right back at you there in times square just about a block from where we uh they dropped the ball the big ball there on new year's eve wonder what that's gonna look like um this new year's americans you know we're resilient and you know we're um you know bold but new york i have a feeling that de blasio and uh cuomo they're gonna rain on your parade i mean maybe maybe everything would have passed and everything's good to go by then at least that's what everyone is certainly uh hoping for I would say so. I would say that everything would be good to go by then. Oh, the foolishness would have passed. Um, oh, yeah. You have over 6 million confirmed um, cases of corona in the United States. And I, what was it? 200,000, about 200,000, 100,000, 150, 800,000 dead, 186,000 dead. Oh, 800,000 would be horrible. But I do believe that may be the case in some in China. And Russia, quite possibly. Maybe even India. But those numbers just aren't being reported. Because in heavily populated places like India, there are people who just, you know, may have been dead for a couple of days, but, you know, and the place stinks all the time. So you pass by a, a dead body on the street. Uh, you may think it's just sleeping, it's dead. And you don't want to have it. Re- you don't have it removed until it starts decaying. You don't know what's going on. Our numbers are probably as close uh, to accurate. In fact, I know that they are as close to accurate as numbers get. Uh, the president is a stickler for wanting those numbers to be accurate, and so um, we have reported them accurately. And we're talking about the number of uh, reported cases. Surprise, surprise, the number of cases among students seem to be skyrocketing. Now, you um, keep an ear to the ground because 
as we get closer to the election, it's a good chance that something that appeared to just about be under control will uh, suddenly flare up again. It'll suddenly flare up again. Keep an eye out for that. Now, Dr. Beers is uh, saying that a vaccine is coming, but we must do the right thing now. People uh, should not wait for a coronavirus vaccine to do the right thing, because if steps are taken now, we go into the fall with much fewer cases, is what she's saying. Okay, uh, yes, I'm hopeful for a vaccine, Dr. Beers said. I'm also very convinced right now that we can stop the community spread by wearing masks, socially distancing, and avoiding crowds. So she's still pushing that narrative uh, as far as is concerned. Uh, she added that she hopes that when data is available and Americans see a vaccine is safe and effective, they'll get the shot. So she's starting to promote getting the shot now. Now, I want you to, to understand something. If Joe Biden becomes president of the United States, um, all types of frictions going to uh, ensue in various ways because that vaccine he will make mandatory. And that's where the problem is going to ha- occur. That's where the problem is going to occur. Because if you have not had that vaccine, then think about the restrictions that they can put on you. They can put work restrictions on you, travel restrictions on you, contact restrictions on you. Do you see where this goes? Oh, and if Joe becomes president uh, and with his paranoia being like it is and the control that they would like to weaponize against the American public. If you're not wearing a mask in the places designated, you can be fined heavily in Joe Biden's America. That's that's the type of place he would like for you to uh, inhabit. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of place. He would like for you to inhabit. But not so in a Donald Trump America. Listen, I do believe that this would actually have come to a conclusion by now if, in fact, we just went ahead and kept business open and let the herd be immune. Let the weak uh, cycle through what's necessary and let the strong cycle through what's necessary. That is the way the world exists from the beginning. The strong survive the weak 
do not. And the equal outcome can only happen when people enjoy equal misery en masse because the elites will never share the misery with you. They will always live above it. When you see people like Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, and uh, Presley began to live lavish lives, began to actually spend and pay. Listen, Omar paid her ex-boy, lover, husband, whatever, uh, $1.5 million. Now, where'd she get that kind of money? Huh? Where did she get that kind of money to give away? She got it from you. They will never live like you. Oh, they want you to think that when they talk about housing for everybody, they think, I know what comes to your mind. Maybe the suburbs come to your mind. (laughs) But if you think that they want you to live where they live, you are wrong. You're wrong. They do not want you to live anywhere near them. But they do want you to live like everyone else on their terms, on the terms of the socialist Democrats, the Democrat socialist, Marxist Democrats. They want you to have equal housing and equal uh, shelter over your house, but they know that that's only possible if all of you, all of America, enjoy or uh, have equal misery. I tell you what, and I told you this a little bit earlier in the show in the last segment, I'm telling you again. If you want to see what that looks like, that equal housing, that equal uh, uh, college, all of that. If you want to see what that looks like, go to your largest low-income apartment complex in your city. Go there. Find it. You can probably Google it. Largest low-income housing complex. Google it. Near me. Go there. Take a look at what's around. Everyone has a home. Everyone, you know, has a roof over their head. And they have a place to go. Place to cook. They have a refrigerator, stove. And probably um, the money that they uh, are able to make or hustle or whatever. Nah. They buy cable TV. You know, 
but the apartment itself may cost uh, $25 a month. My goodness, if they're paying 100 that is incredible. He must have a three-bedroom. Yeah. Go take a look there. And understand that's what equal housing is. Uh, that's what it, that's what it boils down to. Everybody has a roof over their head. Everybody has a, uh, a house, but everybody shares equal misery. Paper thin walls, you know, you know, all of that, whatever kind of drama that goes on there. That's the drama that you are going to deal with. You know, there was a time when most folks were trying to get away from that. But do you understand something? You are hurling yourself quickly back toward that. Huh? Are are you aware of that? And you're being hurled back toward that by young, in most cases, wealthy white liberals who call themselves Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You're being hurled back towards something that you were desperately trying to escape. And you're being led there by, in many cases, young black, young white liberals. Why? Why are young white liberals trying to lead black people back to a place that we were trying to escape? Oh, I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit on uh, the other side of the break. I'm going to talk about that with David Rideau. Why is it that uh, white liberals are trying to lead black people back to a place that we have been trying to desperately escape? For years. But now... We're being led back to that. Why do they want you to always remember where you came from? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, your family history and what they went through. It's easy to know the American history of it. We all know that we were slaves in this country and your family uh, if you have any sense of history in this country, you trace that back to your family, like I did. Come to find out, we've been here since the 1700s. Since before the country was a country, my family was in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, right around, uh, I think, the earliest... A recollection of any of the family member of mine, a direct descendant uh, to my father, and ma in our and, and my mother as well, would be right before the signing of the Declaration of Independence, be, which was in 1776. Uh, I think we're seeing them here as early as 69, 1769. Yeah, she was pretty, you know seven years before the signing of the Declaration. But why, my question has been, why is it 
Why is it that socialist Democrats are trying to lead a demographic back to a place it has been trying to escape? Huh? That's exactly what's happening to you black folks in this country is that Democrats are trying to lead you back to a place where you have been trying to escape for decades. And that is being judged, first of all, by the color of your skin. You were trying to escape that. What happened? Oh, it became more beneficial to play that than it is to stand up with the character and make that secondary. Huh? It, it becomes, that's what Jesse taught us. That's what Jesse taught the black community, is that it was more advantageous to get dollars off of being black than being black and bringing something to the table that creates dollars for you. That's not given to you by the government. But why did was it easy to embrace that mindset? Because they had convinced black folks that we were owed something. Yeah, we were owed an opportunity. That's what, you know, affirmative action was initially supposed to do is simply even up the playing field. But it wasn't supposed to turn into a hustle. And that's what Jesse made it on your behalf, making himself wealthy in the process, but not you. No, you had to stay in a situation where you were a victim, not bringing anything to the table that could help you out of your victimhood. You see, you have all the tools that you need. God's given you those through your own character. The strength of your own character uh, gives you the opportunity to do and be whatever you want to be in this nation right now. There was a time when black people could not enjoy that, but we have overcome that, right? Oh, yes, we have. Yes, we have. You can be and do anything that you want to do. You just got to have the drive, the determination, and the vision as to how to do it and God, if he is endorsing your vision, he will then give you provision for it. But you gotta want, you gotta have to pursue it. You have to want to pursue your happiness. Are you hearing me? So do it. Coming up, uh, at the end of the, uh, show, coming up uh, here at the, end of this um, segment at the top of the hour will be David Rideau. I'll talk to you later. I'm CL. Be right back. Thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned up inside you thought I was to die for 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can always lend a helping hand and for the flag I stand. CL back on this great day in the USA with you right here on the Talk Monster Red State Talk. Yeah, Red State Talk. And um hey, let me tell you something, folks. Um this is a um this is something I really want you to consider. And 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 I, I want you to actually ask, you know, as benignly as possible. Um and you can phrase it like this. You can you can intone it like this. Isn't the place that the Democrats are talking about, and you're talking to a black person or maybe a Latino, you could be talking to a woman, or you might be talking to a person who has started up a business, you know, and is doing well. Or at least they were before this pandemic came. But you could, you could couch it certainly to a black person by saying, isn't the place that the Democrats want to take this nation, and particularly you, black person, isn't that where you've been trying to escape? for decades being valued only because of the color of your skin that's a very cheap evaluation of a person huh What's in a life like one that was taken of a Trump supporter? What was in that life? And you do know that was a message, don't you? Yeah. This is how far they are going to go. They're going to, they'll kill you. So this has to be stopped. And this has to be put down as decisively as you would any foreign enemy. Because what you have now in America, you have domestic enemies. 
and just as decisively as we would put down a foreign enemy, we need to put down this domestic enemy. Now, the difficulty, having a president, uh, like, like uh, the difficulty is the governors and mayors of these cities that are run by Democrats and, and uh, these cities that are run by Democrats who think that somehow they're going to get reelected by resisting law and order and letting these um, young white liberals who are Antifa and BLM, the young white liberals, who don't care anything about black lives. They don't, black lives don't matter to them. They, what they are doing is trying to tear down mommy and daddy's stuff. This is a middle class to uh, young, well-to-do white liberal temper tantrum thrown at capitalism that their parents enjoy and that they are now rebelling against, but yet they do want to inherit. It's a paradox. They think that they're going to inherit their parents' house and their parents' wealth and all of this type of stuff, but they're also going to be able to make the world a better place for people who do not want to work. And it simply does not work like that. It never has, it never will. You can ask Greece, some, some, a lot of parts of Spain, anywhere you have elites. Anywhere you have elites, you know, you just ask like that. Now, if you're a black man traveling in Spain and you have uh, some coins and, you know, it's apparent that you are have some coins, you're treated very well. But if you're just a, a person, a black man or any person traveling in Spain and you look like a vagabond or something, you won't be treated very well. Young liberals who are white and young liberals who are black who know nothing about the black experience. They've read about it and they like to dress up like it. Halloween's coming up. But they know nothing about the black experience are the people who are leading this type of anarchy and getting paid to do it. And they're your kids. And they want your stuff. But what they don't understand is that they're not going to enjoy, be able to enjoy your stuff the way you're enjoying it. Their lives, they don't understand, is going to be a perpetual jungle of mayhem. Because that's the way the elite uh, Marxist socialist Democrats must keep it in order to control them. Oh, they'll elevate uh, one or two of them. 
occasionally to give them hope that elevation out of the muck and mire of sameness. Oh yeah, being the same. Yeah, having, having the same, living in the same tenement building because that's what equal housing is all about. That's what Joe, that's what Joe Biden and, uh, Bernie Sanders, president, the presidents, the co-presidents, Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, and, um, uh, Kamala Harris, along with Ocasio-Cortez. That's what the co-equal... And, of course, you got to throw in Nancy. He was a useful idiot at this point. you got to throw her in. That's what the uh, tribunal of... Uh, or the uh, cartel of presidents will come up with. They'll come up with that equal housing. That's what it's going to look like. Go to your largest inner city uh, low-income housing apartments. And you will see what they're talking about. But our young people somehow, and, and there's some people who should know better, who are older, who should know better. When they think about low-income housing, and when they think about housing for all, or Joe Biden, Joe Biden wants to give everybody a house. How, we see they, they're using the word housing. It's not housing. They want to give you a room. <laughs> yeah, they 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 want to just make sure you everybody has what they are saying, and that's a place to be. Off the street, okay. Uh, Surely you can clean up the streets and homeless and do better by homeless people by creating jobs, put them to work if they can work and putting them away if they're crazy. I, I, listen, get mad at me if you want to, but put them to work if they can go to work and put some people to work watching them in an asylum if they're crazy. Get them off the street. And I have a feeling that if the you know this is going to be the deal, you'll have you'll have a lot less homeless folks and a lot less crazy folks. If that's going to be the deal, if you want to put them to work, put them to work. But if they're if they if they don't want to work, they must be crazy or disabled. Not disabled is a whole different story. But if you're not disabled and you don't want to work then you must be crazy. We're not going to let you be homeless. We're going to put you to work where you can make some money to live somewhere that your money can afford. Yes, that your money can afford. That's when you create low, low, low housing opportunities for people to pay their way. Not to enjoy the handout, but to pay their own way. That's what you want. pay their want them to pay their way how do they pay their way give them a job and have low income housing let them pay but they got to work people have to work in order to experience worth people have to work in order to experience worth do you know that's one of the things that um 
kept the slave sane? Was the purpose of planting and reaping? Do you know that's what kept them sane? Planting and reaping? The work of planting and reaping? The labor of planting and reaping? Seeing something come up that your hands and your sweat had produced? That's what kept the slave sane in his daily work. And then what kept him sane in his captivity at night was a dream that this would be over one day for his children and hopefully for him. And I am the realization of that, not the people in the streets burning stuff down. I am the realization of that. Not the people in the street talking about how evil America is and how bad America is and what an evil history we have. You're talking about my grandfather. You're talking about my grandparents. They were not bad people. Bad stuff happened to them for my good and yours. And I'm sick and tired of people attacking the era that they paid for with their sweat and with their blood so that you clowns can get out in the street and burn it down. Sick and tired of that. They lived in an era that they paid with their courage, their blood, sweat, and tears for so that I could experience an era not to see you clowns burn it down. Shut it down. Because one man or, or, or one or two people get themselves killed by police officers? What about those 50 that get killed by black folks? I'll be back with David Rideau. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. 
the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. So glad that all of you could come along with us as we build the bridge here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show throughout the Fruited Plains on the Talk Monster Red State, Red State Talk Radio. And uh, hey, folks, if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not, and uh, you will see the Talk Monster billboard, Red State, there. And every hour, the C.L. Bryan Show pops up there in Times Square, and old C.L. Space looking right back at you, about a block from where they dropped the big ball. And I wonder what that's going to look like uh, come on uh, January, uh, stroke of midnight, January 1, 2021. Who knows? But I think we'll be through it. I think our capital system, capitalist system will, in fact, um, prevail, even though there are people who would like to take it down. My next guest is one who is, is not one of those. In fact, he is certainly a promoter of the I, capitalist think and the idea of American uh, prosperity. Uh, state planner extraordinaire. Uh, money planner extraordinaire david rideau welcome back to the cl bryant show how are you brother uh, thank you for the invitation cl i was definitely missing you haven't been in touch for a while but i'm happy to return and, and uh, enjoy our conversations always enlightening for me i learned a lot by just listening to you well i'm really glad that you're there for us david and uh, one of the things that crossed my mind when i was thinking about uh bringing you on i talked to michelle about it and uh we were thinking about we were talking about california we were talking about economic stress that's going on on small businesses we know that you plan with people their finances and so forth give us an outlook give us your forecast on uh what we will be looking at uh, the end of this year and where are we now david rideau is there an opportunity for those who want to invest some money and some things that uh, may look promising in the future. Talk to us about it. Well, you know, the the, uh, the pandemic that we're in the middle of right now uh, is mostly economical uh, as much as it is about the health issue. And here in, in the world that we now, the new normal, is what I refer to it as, working from your telephone, from your computer, same thing, by the way, is that leveraging tool that has always been there. And some people are learning that, and so the extra money that they're getting from the uh, unemployment or, uh, you know, the subsidies from the government is allowing people to become investors. So to steal a line from Robert Kiyosaki, remember he had his cash flow quadrant, right? Right, right. And so in the cash flow quadrant, you wanted to be that investor as well as a business owner. Wow. Because the other side of the quadrant was the employer or the self-employed person. You had no leverage over there. What would you, you say? Let me ask you this. Employee, you have no David, hold that thought right there. I want you to continue with that because there are, there are people out there, they hear you and I talking. And by the way, full disclosure, David and I are both uh, black capitalists, people in, in this country. We we're black men in this country. We're talking this way, uh, and, and we, we try to make our own way. But, David, there are people who are saying that those of us who talk the way you're talking, uh, 
about uh, the being prosperous in a time of crisis. We may actually be evil. What do you say to that person? Well, you know, that's the, that's the paradox with money anyway. Uh, I have a friend of mine, uh, he's writing a book, it's called Common Sense, C-E-N-T-S. And what he's trying to get at is the actual definition of money and what is it anyway. We've got some really bad programming that we've lived with for thousands of years about this love of money being evil. And we never flip it around to look at the good that money does. And the capitalist mindset was always there to help more people do better. Where we are right now with this uh, pandemic is we're pushing towards a communist existence or socialist at the very least, where the government is going to be the supplier of money to people and the free enterprise entrepreneur is going to take a back seat to that because we're at the level of what do we need to invent now, now that we have the telephone and the smartphone and the internet and Zoom calls and, you know, FaceTime. We, we can see each other without physically touching. And the transaction mode of money is about exchange of ideas. See, people don't see money as information. And if we can get them to see money as information, all of a sudden they'll see that if you've got enough information, you can leverage that information. So we see it as education. We see it as teaching. But we also see that money is that capitalist system of money that was designed and created by the founding fathers was was a great idea. And it's a great experiment that's lasted 240-plus years. But at the same time, we've also seen what happens at uh, the stroke of an idea that says, hey, we're all going to get sick and die, so social distancing is the new norm. So let's talk about that for a second, David Rideau. David Rideau, uh, financial planner extraordinaire, is on with me. He's going to tell you about his work and his company here in just a few minutes. But David, you bring up a very, very interesting thing. Our economy was booming before uh, this p- pandemic occurred. And, I, oh, man, I, I, I just drool to think what where we would be if we had uh, followed on the path that we were on. Uh, David, is, uh, is there a, 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 an amazing thing to watch how the stock market is reacting even in the midst of this uh, crisis in the midst of this pandemic. Is that an indication of just how strong the core of American finance is? You speak to us about it. It it sure appears that way, but when you've got discretionary money and the government has blessed everybody with discretionary money right now, and that $600 a week in unemployment that was actually paid to a lot of people retroactively and even individuals, self-employed, independent salespeople, independent contractors are able to receive unemployment right now. So when you've got discretionary money, you can, you can use it to leverage. And the nine-to-five world has never allowed that extra money because we were so busy working, we didn't have time to look at other ways of going. So where we are is we need to keep the cash flow flowing and because the cash flow goes to where the investor goes. And that's into the stock market. 
we've learned that money is the tool of prosperity. We all know that. And poor people, I like the acronym for poor, P-O-O-R, which means passing over opportunities repeatedly. And so if a person's not looking for an opportunity to improve their situation, then they're looking for the government to come along and bail them out. And that's exactly. And that's what we've been since 2008. We've been really stuck in government bailout. They bailed out the bank. Now they're bailing out the, the pandemic. And people don't understand the taxed enough already movement. What they called it T, the acronym T. The taxed enough already movement was all about being taxed without representation. That's what David is talking about as well. Yeah. Since 2008, that's what the uproar was about. That's it was not. It was not about Obama or the color of this man's skin. It was about the Bush doctrine, who and the Obama administration put it on steroids. That was the problem. And so here we are down the road, uh, another four years after Obama has left the office. Uh, well, actually, we're, we're down the road further than that since Obama has left the office, but we're still having this. Is it the pandemic, David? Could we have done better as far as economic uh, uh, forecasting or handling than we did when it came to shutting down our government and shutting down our businesses? Well, you know, fear is a great tool, uh, CL. And the fear of getting the virus dominated everybody's mindset. And it's still prevalent. You can tell it from everybody wearing masks and washing hands and, and uh, what I call anti-social distancing. But in order for cash to flow, it requires two individuals, right? There is a, a buy-sell reality in the world of the economic world, you're either going to take that money and go shopping with it, but the money has to come from somewhere. Yeah. And in our system, it was always a, an exchange. You would go to work, exchange your knowledge, exchange your labor, and you'd get compensated in the form of money, and then you'd go shopping for groceries and food and houses and cars and whatever. So it was always the exchange. You had to give, and in fact, you still do. You have to give in order to get. You have to be willing to give something to get something. It's a and biblical principle. It's a biblical, it's a biblical principle. principle. Absolutely. You, you, you can't live in this world by yourself, number one. It'd be like one hand clapping. You need that other hand. Uh, it took two hands to get us all here. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. To get all of us here. David, so, let me know. ask you this. Let me ask you this. Tell everybody what you do. What's your project? What are you working on right now? Talk to us. Well, I've got a couple of different projects. The, the one that still prevails, uh, that takes the, the forefront, which is totally not for profit. In fact, none of my projects are for profit. Now, I'll say that, and I'll add this. They are for prosperity. <laughs> and the reason they're not for profit is they're for prosperity. And prosperity is the mind and not just the accumulation of cash. Yeah. So the first the first one is the fair tax. I'm sure you probably remember that. Oh, yes, sir. The, the present administration is very, very, very familiar with the fair tax because Mike Pence 
was a supporter. The vice president was a supporter and a co-sponsor when he was in the Senate. That's so right. he knows what the fair tax is all about. That's right. Donald Trump, and, and, and a lot of people are always surprised, me being a, a chocolate American, that has read almost every one of Donald Trump's books. Now, I got other people that are always beating me up because, you know, he was not real and this was wrong and he filed bankruptcy. You know, and guess what? When you're, when you're playing in the money world, there are money challenges. And everything around money is in the human experience. We can't get away from that. Right. So the fair tax taxes the uh, the tax is collected when we spend money, not when we earn money. See, I call the IRS. IRS means it's really slavery. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Believe they, me, I we know. Were, when we were slaves, <laughs> they took a hundred percent. Now that we're employees, they only take thirty five percent, and we should feel blessed because they aren't taking a hundred percent like they were when we were slaves. Right. But when we were slaves. We had housing provided. We had food provided. We had everything. Provided. We didn't need to go shopping. We didn't need any money, right? Because the, the owners of the slaves had to take care of the slaves. That's right. It's just that simple. But as soon as we got freed, we had to go to work. Now we got to pay for the house. Now we got to pay for the food. And the fact that they're benevolently only taking a small percentage, people don't see that. You can, it's illegal in this country if they understood the Constitution, but the Constitution, you know, I think, has been overthrown. But it's illegal in this, in this country to tax the labor of a person. The but, labor of that person is his own private property. Amen to that. Amen but to that. If we, don't, if we don't teach it, it gets lost. The coup d'etat. The, the coup d'etat to our Constitution will come. If Joe Biden, who is the perpetuation of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama's fundamental change, along with the co-cartel presidents, which are Bernie Sanders and uh, Ocasio-Cortez, along with Nancy Pelosi playing her supporting role, if they have their way on November 3rd, then we will see the, see the coup d'etat to the Constitution of the United States. Tell folks how to get in touch with you, David uh, Rideau. The fastest way to reach me is just call me, and I'm happy to speak to anybody. It's 1-800-745-3486. And I know in this information age that we live in, using the telephone that way is, is antique. Because we'd rather send a text message and we'd rather get to quicker. But call the 800 number. If I don't answer, which I do 90% of the time, leave a message with your number and I'll call you back. So 1-800-745-3486. And I've had that 800 number for years because I've always been trying to help people grow prosperity-wise so that they could reach me toll-free. So they had no excuse when I called me. Remember the days when we had to pay for long-distance calls? Oh, my God, yeah. yeah now, we don't have to do that anymore. See, the, yeah. the, I call the new F word of the 21st century the word free. Absolutely. See, <laughs> we, 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 we've lost our freedom trying to think everything is going to be free. The price for freedom was what? Who said this? Eternal vigilance. Jefferson. Was, uh, Jefferson. Jefferson. <laughs> The price for freedom is eternal vigilance. Yes. So we are no longer free when you see that they've got us all locked down. So my other project is a wonderful unlimited cash flow system that's based on the networking 
I want you to stay there. Everything is the pyramid in the business world. There's a CEO at the top. There's vice presidents. There's whatever. Everything is pyramidal in shape. That is by divine design. That's by divine design. And it's by divine design. When you think about your own life, flip your pyramid over. You're the bottom, right? You've got two parents, right? Your parents have two parents each. That makes four. Your grandparents have two parents each. That makes eight. Your great-grandparents have two parents each. That makes 16. So we're, we're upside down in a natural order. And a lot of people get confused because they think it's illegal. Wow. But it's very lawful and it's very spiritual and it's very metaphysical, if you ask me. I want you to come back. I want you to come back with me next week. And I want to talk about that, David Rideau. I want to talk about that right here on the show. Whatever is available to people for um, uh, promoting uh, prosperity, I want to, to know about it. I want to promote it. And you're one for that. Give the number out one more time. Got about 30 seconds. Okay. 1-800-745-3486. And my name is David Rideau. Just leave a message. I answer the phone. I always answer my phone, yes, 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 because I think that's the word we hear the least. Yes. And I teach salespeople how to sell, so, and I also have a cash flow system that never, ever, ever fails. So a person would be wise to learn about that. But definitely support the fair tax. Uh, right. The Congress people in the House, the Senate supports it. I mean, the Republicans support it. No Democrats support the fair tax at all. They want to keep the slaves they don't want to set the people free. Fair tax sets everybody free. David, always great to talk to you. We'll talk again next week. I'll have Michelle uh, get in touch with you. I want to talk more about that path to prosperity that you are promoting. David Rideau has been my special guest. Thanks, man. God bless you and God keep you. Talk to you God soon. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Nice to hear you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was my uh, good buddy, David Rideau. Always, whenever I talk to David, I'm always hearing him talking about that fair tax. He's, he's real about that. And I want to hear uh, definitely about this path of prosperity that many of you might think is some kind of pyramid or something. Want him to, um, you know, talk more about that and give us an idea of uh, what he is is doing. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. That- you can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Hey, I was really glad. 
to have my good buddy on with me, David Rideau. And um, folks, now is the time to think about uh, money and how to remain in the game once you have to start playing again and working for it again. Right now, it's being given to you. An indicator of just how prosperous the nation you live in is. Yet you want to support people who are intent on burning it down and reordering it. Do you know what America would not look like America? You would not be able to enjoy keeping your behinds at home if Black Lives Matter or Antifa had their America. You do realize that, right? You need to tell folks that. If they have their America, if crisis strike, if Corona-19 strike in a Black Lives Matter or an Antifa America, do you know what it would look like? No, you want this type thing to happen in a Trump America so that there's somebody with uh, who's an adult. Yeah, so somebody who's an adult can uh, actually, you know, be in charge of what's happening here. That's what you're wanting. You want somebody who's an adult who's in charge. And what you're seeing on the streets of America right now, you're seeing young people who, in fact, don't know what they're about. And so what does their America look like? Because without you, they don't have one. So what does their America look like? Because without you, they don't have one. Their happiness actually depends upon your success, and those clowns are wanting to take it away from you. Unwittingly being the pawns of those who would redistribute their inheritance to themselves. Your Cortez doesn't care anything about you. <laughs> you need to care about you. If you, you think she cares about you and you think that the policies that she wants to put forth have anything to do with the care of you. No, it has to do with the care of her status, which has become elite. She's an elite liberal. You're a liberal. And tell you the truth, you, you're the right kind because you're probably a classic kind of liberal, not realizing that you're being taken advantage of by elitism. That's who you're being taken advantage of by elitism. Acacia Cortez is an elitist. So what are we looking at here? What are we looking at in the news cycle? Well, at the epicenter of outbreaks, India is becoming the epicenter of that. 
fewer deaths from COVID-19 uh, right now. You're getting more outbreaks with fewer deaths, as happens when people are becoming immune to it. You get more people tested positive because you're testing positive. Because you're testing, doing a lot of tests. You're getting more people testing positive because you're doing more tests. Everybody will eventually test positive for the virus or the antibody. Everybody's going everybody's to test positive eventually. The way all of us, if you test us for the cold virus or the flu virus, all of us have it. But you're not going to have people dying from it unless they're very sick anyway. The lady was telling me about a 90-year-old person dying from corona yesterday. I don't think so. They were 90 years old. Oh, the jumping-off point for 90 years old, 90-year-old people can be just about anywhere. <laughs> and you can call it just about anything you want. But uh, you should call it natural unless uh, it was some hokey-pokey on there. But the way life expectancy is now, if you are uh, 85, you know, if you're below 80, you know, is it below 85? If you're below 85, I think it is. No, below 80, I think it is. And above 45. Yeah, 45 to 85. It is 85. So if you're above 45 and you're below 85, then your chances of living well into your hundreds is a very real possibility if you have reasonable health right now. And maybe even if you are chronically ill because of the cure rate of chronic illness these days, even cancer. I just wish that my wife had been able to live longer, uh, but uh, she had the best treatment that this country offers, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, was there for seven years, and she battled this for nearly ten. So, you know, we were very, God was very merciful to us. And Gene and I both uh, know that we have, we had no complaints. We were, we were blessed beyond, beyond, beyond measure. We, we were so grateful to God for his quality time because right up to till about two weeks before my wife uh, left us uh, and left me uh, for a better man Jesus <laughs> um, we were living our lives and then I think it was just uh, time Corona was about to hit and I think it was time so he called her home and uh, his wisdom and his understanding, I do not search it. I just trust it. I thank him for the time, the 46 years that she and I spent together. But I say all of that to say this. When we look at things that we have survived, then we see that all of us either survive with strength or we die because of our physical weaknesses in this case. A mental weakness can, a mental approach, a mental weakness as far as your approach 
to viruses like this can be a weakness. But what we want to do is play to our strengths. Yeah. And our strength is our personal relationships with people. Amazing how Zoom and Skype and all of that has become so popular here. There is no substitute for personal contact. The president wants to help cities that are dealing with violence. And that does not seem to slow personal contact. These people are on top of each other. Are they being tested? Do they have corona? Many of them have no mask, the violent protesters. Are they being tested? Do they have corona? So that's why, my friends, we as Americans are, are, are hearing, beginning to hear people like Senator Tom Cotton. Now, now, listen, just three weeks ago, Tom Cotton was still being very strong about his statements. And I'm with Tom on this because that's exactly where I'm going. And I'm not saying be a science denier or anything like that. But Democrats com complaining about Director of National Intelligence John Radcliffe's decision to pull back from giving election security briefings to congressional committees are per per perpetrating yet another hoax. This is what's going on, Senator Cotton is saying about all of this. And all of this is a part of a big, I believe, uh, connection. This coronavirus thing, the, the, the voting hoax with the post office, all of this is coming to light. And it's people like Tom Cotton who are, in fact, doing it. What Director Radcliffe is saying is that we're going to continue with the model that we have used for more than 40 years since the creation of the Intelligence Committees, the Arkansas Republican uh, said on Fox News. The members of the House and Senate Intelligence Committees are going to continue to receive the kind of in-person briefing we receive on every topic that is relevant to the intelligence community's work. There's nothing wrong with that, folks. That's what that's all Cotton is asking us to rely upon our common sense and protocol. Yeah. And we're void of that. America, we love to have loved to throw around the idea in times past that we're in trouble we we love to we've loved to throw it around i all uh, have always said it seriously but i've always thought that i was saying it in serious times what times could be more serious than the ones we are facing now? 
What times could be more serious than the ones we are facing now? The tribulation. Some people will say, well, I'm, I'm experiencing great tribulation, CL. They're experiencing emotional tribulation because perhaps they lost a loved one that they never said proper goodbyes to during the COVID-19 uh, outbreak. And now the loved one is gone, dead and buried, gone. And there's no closure there whatsoever. These people have also lost their jobs. Many of them have lost their homes. Down in Lake Charles, Louisiana, which uh, where my ancestral home, you know, and uh, my Acadiana, Acadiana is um, the area of Louisiana. That's what we call Lake Charles, Lafayette, Appaloosa's area, Brobridge area. It's Acadiana. There's food like none other, the flavors, the smells, the people like none other. And that's where my roots run into. They've lost everything. And they want it back. There was a time, and, and this just digs us as a nation into deeper uh, holes. Because we do have to bail out Acadiana, Lake Charles, Louisiana. But we're sustaining American life by giving them unemployment checks. <laughs> it has the end. It must come to an end someplace. We cannot sustain this type of spending. Oh, look at all the money America has. It comes from you and I. America has nothing. They get it from us. But there comes a straw that breaks the camel's back because of its burden. The burden of that single straw snaps the camel's back. And that will economically come for you and I if we continue on this course. That's what David Rideau was saying uh, to us. And we're going to have him back. Michelle, I want to get him back on the show uh, when we come back. i, I got to go on the road uh, here this week. Um, Palm Beach, I'm headed down your way. I'll be down in Palm Beach. Looking forward to um, being with all of you. And certainly I'm um, glad that um, to glad, certainly glad to be headed down. I love, 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 love uh, being there. I like to visit there. I, don't, I wouldn't want to live there. It's kind of humid for me. I like a drier climate. It's, it's, that's why I'm thinking of Texas. I'm really thinking going to Texas. Still the South.
Still my flavoring of climate, except it's drier. Get all four seasons. In the places where I'm going, get all four seasons. Except it's drier. It's not as humid. And of course, Louisiana by birth, Louisianian by birth, and I'm proud of that. But I think I'm finally going to be a Texan by the grace of God. I'm only thinking that. And it's also a great place to be if you have to make a last stand in the thing that we're looking at um, here with the attacks on Radcliffe and the defense by Cotton. We're looking at the lines being clearly drawn. And the question being... Uh, rightly asked which side are you on where do you stay you do have to listen choose you're going to have to choose you're going to have to choose and that's the way of the world that is life say la vie you must daily choose how are you going to live this thing uh, listen, even over in Berlin, I'm going to talk about this when we um, come back. Police ordered a protest by people opposed to German pandemic restrictions to disband Saturday after participants refused to observe social distancing rules. So even in the socialist states, the people who are sheep, I'm glad to report, are still feeling their human oats, their humanness. Oh, you can take and make a horse a gelding, but he'll still be a horse. He'll still not like certain things. An open pasture is what he still loves. The human being is that way too. I'll be back. Home stretch. I'm seeing. Thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities. that You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. Best I can always lend a helping hand and for the flag I stand. 
CL back with you, home stretch of the CL Bryant show today. Um, and I will be, um, I'll be getting on the road here this next um, September. Tomorrow's the first, first day of September. I um, will be extensively traveling throughout the country the next um, 60 days. I will be doing extensive traveling. Yeah, trying to do everything I possibly can. Uh, my bit, you know, just doing my bit. Um, to see that Donald John Trump is reelected. And um, once we do that, I'm looking at inauguration night in D.C. Um, it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful time, but it's going to be a time where all of us will have our heads on swivels because of the, uh, unfortunately, the violence that's going to be ensuing. I'm not saying anything, I'm not speaking anything that's not already planned. No, 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 no. This is, this is the plan. I'll have you know, this is the plan. And so, um, my friends, I want you to, as uh, David Rideau quoted uh, Jefferson, you know, the price of our liberty and freedom is eternal vigilance. And so, um, even in Berlin, you are seeing um, uh, human beings pushing back. Tens of thousands of people had gathered at the German capital's iconic uh, Brattenburg Gate in the morning before streaming down to uh, Unter den Linden Boulevard in uh, a show of defiance against German coronavirus's prevention Measures protesters carried a wide range of grievances and banners and proclaiming their opposition to government in general. Uh, some waved American, Russian, and German Reich flags, while others had T-shirts promoting uh, QAnon uh, conspiracy theaters uh, theories. Um, uh, several wore clothing with white nationalist slogans like neo-Nazi insignias, but most participants denied having far-right views. Uh, actually, it seems like there was a mixture of everyone in this in this group. Uh, Hugh Bachman, uh, 57, said he had become he had come from southwestern Germany to protest for free speech and his right not to wear a mask. You see. This is the pushback that you're going to start seeing well, with me and others like me. You're already seeing it here in America. And yes, that is what we were saying uh, in Tulsa, the picture that was splashed across the world uh, with me and Herman and uh, Stacy uh, 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 um, Stacey on the right. Um, uh, and uh, Corinne you know, uh, Alvida, uh, Deneen. We. This is what Herman himself, even though Herman 
did not have coronavirus in that photograph. We had all been tested, just, and we had not left the bubble of our own security. We had not left that. So none of us had coronavirus. Herman didn't get coronavirus that night. Uh, but this is what we were saying. We were, we were actually protesting against this, being who we were, be, doing what we do. I respect those who are afraid of the virus. You know, I'm, one of the protesters was saying, Bachman was saying this, who uh, was wearing a, a costume and a, a wig that tried to evoke uh, stereotypical Native American attire. He suggested without elaborating that something else was behind the pandemic. And he when you look about the when you think about the world trade um, forum that's coming up not the world trade, but the world economic forum that is coming up here in uh, Davos, uh, Switzerland in January, where you are actually going to see you, you hear me now because you may be hearing this for the first time. Uh, we're going to actually see a, a, a real move being made toward a cashless society. And see, in a situation where you have programmed the people to not uh, exchange, you know, currency because of fear and because we are communicating even over uh, the Internet, then this is the society that, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not, I don't know why anyone would want to live like this, but in a society where you have programmed people to doing it and accustomed to staying in their homes, oh, there's all types of things that you are now controlling. You're also, you're controlling their environment. You are. You're controlling their environment. Because you know exactly what's going to happen in that home. You, you know what's going to, and, and if you decide that they are not with you, you can cut off their electricity. You can cut their gas off. Take their meters out. You can turn their water off. You, you understand what I'm saying to you, right? You, you're being programmed. And the people in Germany are beginning to see this. Uh, this, this particular uh, German protester, um, Bachmann is his last name. Uh, Hugh, uh, no. Yeah, Hugh, Hugh Bachmann is his last name. He is saying that. There's something else behind this. The Germans have always been pretty heady. You know, they gave us Einstein. Another protest, and of course they also gave us you know, Hitler. Of course, Hitler was, he had to have been brilliant because you just don't do that as an idiot. You do it as someone who is brilliantly driven. Another protester said that he wanted Germany's current political system abolished and returned to the Constitution of 1871 on the grounds that the country's post-war political system was illegal, providing only his name, his first name, uh, Carl. Uh, he had, uh, yeah, Carl. He had uh, traveled with his sister from their home near the Dutch border to attend the protest and believe that 
the coronavirus cases being reported in Germany now were false positives. Germany has seen an upswing in new cases in recent weeks. Uh, the the uh, country's disease control agency reported Saturday that Germany yeah, had uh, almost 1,500 new infections over the past day. There, in, in my estimation, and this is just me, this is not, I'm not anyone's hat on except C.L. Bryant's right now. This is my hat that I'm wearing right now. I am saying to you that my uh, opinion about this dates way back to when Jane and I were living in, in, uh, in Denver. I was, <clears throat> even and even until uh, just a couple of days ago, I was speaking to a, a friend about this, and about two weeks ago I said this on radio to you. I've been saying this a while. The canary in the cage going into the mine with us. The one to watch, if this is what they say it is. It's the homeless people. If you're in any larger city listening to the show, wherever you are, and I thank you for making the show as popular as it is around the nation and throughout the world, the homeless has been that canary in the cage. They're not dropping dead. They're not. Um, and quite frankly, the casualties are horrible and horrendous anytime, but we still haven't had a comparison to last year this time how many were dead of flu virus, of the flu, after coming through January, or after coming through um, the, the, the winter into March and April. Yeah, we want, we want to know those figures. It hasn't been answered yet. People are beginning to wake up all around the country, all around the world. And someone's going to have to answer the questions of the people. And those questions are these. Do we live with dangerous freedom. As I see Joe Biden is now trying to live. <laughs> Daylay dollar short, Joe. Daylay dollar short, baby. Yeah, yeah. Now you're coming out trying to be courageous and bold. We've already exposed you as the coward that you are. America would certainly be much worse off with you than with Donald John Trump. No question about it. Even if you are not a Trump fan, you have got to admit to yourself that America would be much worse off with Joe Biden than Donald John Trump. Joe Biden's a coward. Donald John Trump is bold. While, John, while Donald John Trump was facing this thing head on as an American president should, Joe Biden was hiding in his basement with a mask on. 
No. Afraid not. And we thank God that we're not going to put Kamala Harris. At least we haven't done it yet, but at least the, the way it's looking. We're not going to put her within a heartbeat of the presidency. We'd be out of our minds. Oh, goodness. We'd be out of our minds. Well, friends, um, black folks in particular, listen to me. America, hear me. The socialist Democrats want to drag us back to where we have escaped from and make us like it. Only you can prevent this forest fire. There's smoke out there right now. We better put this out. Because there, where there's this smoke, this kind of smoke, there's certainly, there's certainly fire. Only you can prevent it. With the help of Almighty God, who I want to thank for bringing us uh, to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. My heartfelt desire is that God would bless and keep you all. Thank you.